Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you to check out our other podcasts, in particular The Amazing World of Radio, over at amazing.greatdetectives.net. Our summer series, as voted on by our Patreon supporters, continues with Top Secret, starring Ilona Massey. You can also check back through a full archive of all the series that we've done, including The Summer of Humphrey Bogart, The Summer of Angela Lansbury, and great movies over radio, as well as so many uh, great holiday specials. So much to check out. Just make your way over to amazing.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episodes of the Airmail Mystery. We'll start with Part 10, which we didn't play last time, and Part 11. Developments in the airmail mystery have reached a startling climax. The radio operator of Metropolitan Airport, the home offices of Trans-American Airlines, has just been found dead by Irene Delroy and Sergeant Fitzgerald of the United States Department of Justice. Prior to this startling discovery, Miss Delroy and Sergeant Fitzgerald, aided by Jimmy Gifford, roving newspaper reporter, were assembling the strange facts concerning the wrecking and robbing of Trans-American's fastest airmail planes in Devil's Canyon a treacherous mountain pass nearby. This trio of investigators, aided by Ernest Powers, general manager of Trans-American, had discovered several startling facts which seemed to involve Roberts, the radio operator. But before Roberts could be questioned, he is found dead, apparently a suicide. This Delroy refused to believe the suicide verdict and is seeking a possible murderer when she is informed that someone is tampering with the radio transmitter which keeps in touch with all planes. Miss Delroy and Gifford set out to investigate. Shh. Don't make any noise, Jimmy. Our one hope in capturing this fellow lies in surprising him. You think he's the man who murdered Robert Cyrene? We can only guess, Jimmy. 
You do know that whoever is in that radio room has no business in there. That's enough for me. You have your gun? In my hand, yes. Keep well back in this dark passage when we open the door. If you give the man who killed Roberts, he won't hesitate to shoot his way out. Don't worry, Irene. I'll handle it. You stay back out of the way. Here's the door, Jimmy. I'll be right beside you. Be sure you open it the first try. Okay. I think I can hear someone moving around in there. Ready? Break it in, Jimmy. There you, Jimmy, behind that desk. Put him up, you. Look out, Jimmy, it's a gun. Look out. Be careful. Get back, Irene. No. Well, there he goes, toward that window. He jumped, Jimmy. He jumped. Quick. You missed him, Irene. He's making for the big hangar. Come on, Jimmy. We've got to stop that man. I'll head him off, Irene. You go down the stairs. I'll follow him off this window. Oh, there's the sergeant down there. Hey, sis. There's a man making for the hangar. Stop him. That's him going right over there. <laughs> Find him, Gifford. Not yet, Sergeant. He seems to have disappeared into the darkness. Well, he can't get away. Horace has the whole night force out looking for him. Hey, hey. He's coming. Get back, Gifford. Don't take any chances, Dick. This fellow's dangerous. All right, buddy, put him up. What's the big idea? No, back talk. Reach him high. Okay, brother. Ah. Risk him, Jimmy. And don't get in front of me. No gun, Pitt. Uh, okay, you'll put him down. Hey, what's your name? Lewis. I'm the new pilot. I'm taking 635 out. It's all ready for me. Over ah, there. Ah, don't give me that. I've never seen you before. I'm new, I tell you. This is my second flight for this company. I've been with Transcontinent back east. Oh, pilot, eh? Where's your license? In my coat pocket. Here. No, you don't. No, you don't. Keep those hands inside. Reach in his pocket, Jimmy. It's in a little book. Okay. Well, there's a book in here, Sergeant. Is this what you're after? Yeah, open it up. I'm not taking my eyes off this bird. That's his license, all right. Picture and everything. See, I told you. And that's my ship with the motor warming up. Yeah? Well, I ain't satisfied. My name is on the departure log, and my bag is already in the ship. Why don't you look? Okay. We'll walk over and see. Come on, Jimmy. Say, what the deuce is going on around here? This place looks like a battlefield. I was stopped three times coming over here. We're looking for a guy. I surmise as much. So they're warming your ship up, eh? Well, what's that one warming up for, that black one over there? Oh, I don't know. It's the first time I've noticed it. That's not one of our ships. I wonder when it came in. Uh, there, there's something screwy around here. Fit. there's a guy calling into the cockpit of that ship. Hey, what the... And it looks like the guy we're after, Fit. It is him! Hey, the ship's rolling. He's taking off! If you guys hadn't spent so much time oh, with me... Oh, Guy's gone now, and we've lost him. He's gone. No, he isn't, Sergeant. Give me those goggles, Lewis. I haven't held a stick in years, but here goes. You'll have to get another mail plane, Lewis. I'm taking yours. Hey, now, wait a minute, Jimmy. Wait a minute. There's no use killing yourself. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, Gifford! Let him go, Sergeant. I've got a feeling that boy knows what it's all about. Hey, Gifford! Good boy, Gifford. Go to it. Don't forget your safety belt. Give her a full gun, Gifford. She'll get off herself. Don't climb her too steep till you get some altitude.
hops in and took off, man, just like he'd been doing it for years. Oh, I do hope he makes out all right. Why didn't you stop him, Fitz? Oh, what did I do, ma'am? He, he just hops in and he's gone. Oh, I wouldn't worry, ma'am. He took off like a veteran. That boy's done some flying in his time. Do you really think so? I'll bet my last dollar on it. That fellow's done plenty of flying. Say, you couldn't even get one of those mail planes into the air without a couple of hundred dollars. Oh, I wish I knew how I was making out. This suspense is terrible. Uh, you're rather stuck on him, ain't you, ma'am? That's neither here nor there, Kit. No, ma'am. If I could only be sure. Why don't you call him? What do you mean? The ship's equipped with radio. Call him and find out. Quick, Fitz, we've forgotten all about that. You think he knows how to get his set on, Lewis? If he doesn't, he has no business being a reporter. There are just two switches on the instrument panel right in front of him. They're marked transmit and receive. Hurry, Fitz. Get over to the control panel and see if you can get him. Yes, ma'am. Throw that right-hand switch, Sergeant. I've seen Roberts do it. Now, the set's on. Now push that switch on the side of the mic and start talking. There you are. Tell Roy to Gifford. Tell Roy to Gifford. Go ahead, Jimmy. Can you hear us? You better turn the receiving set on, Sergeant. Oh, yeah. Uh, say, how do you know so much about this stuff? I've watched Roberts, that's all. Okay, it's on. Huh. Try him again, Fitz. Metropolitan to Gifford. Delroy calling Gifford. Go ahead, Jimmy. Gifford calling Metropolitan. I'm okay, Fitz. Oh, he says he's okay, ma'am. Ask him if he's seen the other ship. Yes, ma'am. Miss Delroy wants to know if you're still following the other ship. Hello, Fitz. I'm about a thousand feet above him. I don't think he's seen me. I'm keeping a close watch on him. Ask him where he is, Fitz. Hey, Gifford. Miss Delroy wants to know where you are. How the heck did I know? The compass reads about 41. I'm following this black ship if I fly to Alaska. He don't know where he is, ma'am. Compass deviation here is about five. Let's see. He's flying about north, northeast. Right in line with Devil's Canyon. Oh, quick, Sergeant, tell him to turn back. They're leading him on. I know it. He'll get into trouble over that canyon. Yes, ma'am, I'll get him. Gifford, Miss Delroy says to come back to the field here. You're heading for Devil's Canyon. She thinks it's a trap. Stop worrying, Fitz. I'm okay. The ship's running swell. I'll be careful. I'm following this other ship from Atlanta. Then I'll turn back. Oh, he won't listen to nothing, ma'am. Once Jimmy Gifford gets started, nothing will stop him. Oh, I know, Fitz. Well, there's nothing to do but wait. But we will keep in touch with him. I wonder how far out he's flown. He's been gone over 20 minutes. He's out about 60 miles. Those fast mails really cover ground. Uh, He'll be at the canyon before long, ma'am. Hey, who are these guys? Miss Delroy? Yes? We're from headquarters. The captain sent us up. This is Burke, the fingerprint man. Llewellyn and myself are photographers. Oh, yes, uh, Fitz. Show these gentlemen upstairs, will you? Uh, Look for fingerprints on the gun, the window, the doorknob, and uh, particularly the inside of that closet. Uh, And the pictures, ma'am? Just a general view of the room and one of the radio room, too. Yes, ma'am. All right, boys. Oh, I do hope Jimmy gets through, Mr. Lewis. Oh, yes, I'm so sorry. Have you checked the ship? Yes, ma'am, from prop to rudder. 
It's okay. You can bank on that. I don't like the idea of him flying over that canyon. Just what do you know about Devil's Canyon, Miss Delroy? Oh, just... Why do you ask that? Just curious. Would it be too much to ask, what do you know about Devil's Canyon? Would I be asking if I knew? How long have you been out here, Lewis? Just since the day before yesterday. Powers hired me to replace someone else. Did he say who? No, I asked no questions. I see. You haven't answered my question, Miss Delroy. What happened out in Devil's Canyon last night? Well, that question's rather out of place, isn't it? I don't see why. I know this company's been losing ships right and left in that very spot. I know they lost 655 last night. You seem to be well up on matters. You've only been here two days. I learn things quickly. Tell me, uh, did you ever recover the papers the self-styled ranger took from you and the sergeant out there? How do you know about that? Who are you? You're not the... No, I'm not the man who took them. I stood by and saw them taken, however. This is rather bold, isn't it? And I'm not one of the male thieves. I wish you'd answer my question. I'm sincerely anxious to know in what condition you found the ship. Well, I don't know why you are so interested, but I'll tell you. Andrews landed the ship in the canyon. He made a good landing. He would. What's that? Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. Well, Andrews made a good landing. However, his mail compartment was open and the valuable shipment of currency was taken. We had a little time to inspect the ship before a time bomb set it on fire. I see, and Andrews? I would like to know just what connection you have with this case. What is your interest, Lewis? Right now, I want to know what happened to Andy Andrews, the pilot of that ship. You're not a reporter? No. All right. I'm going to tell you. I haven't told anyone else. Andy Andrews was found sitting in that ship, shot through the head. Hmm. We found him dead. You didn't find Andy Andrews dead, Miss Delroy. No? What makes you say that? Because I am Andy Andrews. Would you repeat that, please? Certainly. Andy Andrews is not dead. I'm the man you thought you found in that ship out in Devil's Canyon. But the sergeant knew Andrews. He identified him. The sergeant thought he knew Andrews. The man he knew as Andrews was the man you found dead in the canyon. But he is not the Andy Andrews who was transferred here from the Eastern Division of the line. I'm afraid I don't follow you, Mr. Uh, Lewis, that name won't suffice until this business is cleared up. How much do you know about this business, Mr. Lewis? Plenty. But there are also a few things I don't know. I was hoping we could get together on the facts. Perhaps if I knew your story, it would be helpful to both of us. It'll be hard to follow, Miss Delroy. I believe I know more of this business than you seem to give me credit for. Very well. But for personal reasons, I'm going to ask you to keep my story and my presence here secret, at least for the time being. Very well. You can rely on my discretion. I am the same Andy Andrews that hung up the Los Angeles New York record two years ago. I made quite a bit of money through promotion schemes following that flight. Then I got an offer from the Lufthansa Lines in Germany as a sort of advisory pilot. On completion of that contract, I returned to New York and applied for my old job with Transamerican. I found mostly a new car. When was this, Mr. Lewis? Three months ago. And the application? Was approved because of my past record. But I was transferred to the Western Division, which had been just opened recently. And you came out here immediately? Yes, I'm coming to that part of the story. I'm warning you, you'll find it hard to believe. It will be no more difficult than several other features of this case. I was sent to Toledo to pick up a plane for use out here. I hopped by way of Chicago, St. Louis, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, and Albuquerque. I spent a night there, and the next morning I left for here. And for some reason you didn't show up here, is that right? Very right, Miss Delroy. About an hour out of Albuquerque, my motor cut out on me without warning. 
The ground was more or less level under me, so I set my ship down on the rim of a canyon. Devil Canyon? Not the main canyon, but one of the many small ones leading into it. I'm sorry, interrupted. Go ahead, please. I spent about 20 minutes trying to find out what was wrong with the motor when a man comes up on horseback. On horseback? Yeah. He was dressed as a forest ranger. Did you learn his name? No, ma'am. Have you seen this man since? Only from a distance. Do you know who he is? Yes. He is the man you knew as Andy Andrews, the pilot whose body was found in that ship. I don't understand. Perhaps you'd better let me finish. This man came up and asked if he could help. I thanked him and went ahead with my work. He stood around a few minutes, and suddenly I saw him facing me with a gun. There was a flash of flame and a stinging pain through my left shoulder. That's all I remember. This man shot you without cause? He had a very good reason. What was that? He wanted my name and my position. Then Andrews was... I think I see a light. Please go ahead. When I regained consciousness, my pilot's license, identification papers, company transfer slips, and the ship were gone. I was badly hurt, but luckily the shot went high. I dragged myself about two miles until I couldn't make it any further. When I woke up in a ranch house, there was a doctor attending me. And this man, whoever he was, thought you were dead? Yes, or he never would have left me. But I'm back to run down the men responsible. I'm very glad that you decided to tell me this, Andrews. Good bit. Clark knows his business. He said he'd check them with his identification files and call us as soon as he finds out who they belong to. Very good, Sergeant. Oh, Fitz. Yes, I want you to meet Andy Andrews. Oh, yeah. Uh, huh? Uh, what's that, ma'am? This is Andy Andrews. Oh, what's the gag, Miss Delroy? You know Andrews is dead. That's what I thought, too, Sergeant. But it happens that we were both very wrong. Well, well who was that guy, then, ma'am? The one in the plane? If we knew the answer to that question, Sergeant, it would greatly assist us. Unfortunately, we don't know who he is. Of course, the identification bill may be able to help us. Yeah, but well, where does this guy fit into the picture? Mr. Andrews? Yes, ma'am. It's a long story, Fitz, but you'll probably be interested in knowing that Andrews was impersonated by someone who's connected in an important way with a mail robbery. Yeah? Yes, Fitz. And that is just one of the developments of the last five minutes. Well, how about Gifford, ma'am? You heard anything else? Nothing yet, Sergeant. I'd try again if I were you, Miss Delroy. Do you want me to call him on the radio again, ma'am? Yes, Fitz, by all means. How long has he been out? About 30 minutes, Sergeant. If he's still on his course, he'll just be nearing Devil's Canyon. Oh, the other switch side. Yeah. Metropolitan to Gifford. Metro to Gifford. How's everything, Jimmy? Oh, something's happened to him, I'm sure. I wish he'd never followed that other ship. Well, don't be alarmed, Miss Delroy. Time again, Sergeant. Metropolitan Airport to Gifford. Metro to Gifford. Hello, Jimmy. Can you hear us? Go ahead. Hello, Fitz. Everything's still okay. I'm right on his tail, about a thousand feet up. Don't worry about me. Ask him where he is, Fitz. Yes, ma'am. Gifford, Miss Delroy wants to know where you are. Go ahead. How the heck should I know? Like a pitch up here. I'm keeping my eye on his navigation light. I'll follow him as far as he wants to go. Get his compass reading. I'll tell you where he is. Gifford. What's your compass reading? We'll give you your location. Still 41, Fitz. He's heading right out over that canyon unless a headwind has held him back. I know those fast mills like a book. Fitz, you've got to stop him. 
Tell him I won't let him do this. Tell him to turn back. That other ship's leading him on. Hey, Gifford. Miss Delroy says to turn back. You'd better take her advice, Gifford. That route is taking you right out over Devil's Canyon. Don't worry, Sergeant. I... What's happened? Quick, Fitz. What's happened, Gifford? What's up, Jimmy? This motor's cutting on and off. It seems... There it goes again. His gas tanks. He forgot to cut on his main tanks. He's run the emergency dry. Tell him to cut on the main tanks, Sergeant. Quick, before his motor quits cold. Cut in your main tanks, Gifford. Your main tanks aren't cut in. Oh, something else is wrong. I know it. Call him, Fitz. Jimmy, are you okay? Answer us. Hurry. Are you okay, Jimmy? Something's up as sure as shooting. Fitz, we've got to do something quick. Yeah, but what, Rob? we got to get out there right away. Yeah, but it's 90 miles, Rob. Sergeant, get over to the other hangar, quick. Get that new speed job out. I'll take you out to that canyon in 20 minutes. Hurry. Sure. I'll have it out for you. And, Sergeant, yeah? check the gas and oil while you're warming it up. Do you okay. think you can make it, Andrews? Sure, miss. I'll get some parachute flares in case we need to land. And while I'm gone, you might scare up some artillery. I have a hunch we're going to need some. That's great, Andrew. Do hurry. Oh, where's the nearest phone? Over there, ma'am, on the desk. Oh, just a minute, Lewis. Yeah? Hello. Is this the forestry service? Give me the station in Devil's Canyon. Say, Lewis, get a couple of airships, too. Okay. Hello. This is Irene Delroy, Department of Justice. Listen, Jimmy Gifford is in a plane somewhere up there in your vicinity. If you see any parachute flares, get over there as quickly as you can. We'll be right out. Just a second. I'm calling Chief Robertson. It'll just take a minute. Hello, Chief Robertson. This is Irene Delroy. Yes. Sergeant Fitzgerald and I are leaving the Devil's Canyon by air right now. What's that? Oh, yes, I know it's dangerous. Listen. I have all the information on the airmail case in the safety deposit box. Here's the number. 3443 Security Branch. That's it. If we're not back by noon tomorrow, I want you to arrest... Uh, his name is on the John Doe warrant. Good. Thank you, Chief. Sounds like you're expecting some trouble, Miss Elroy. This business is all very uncertain. Are you ready? All set. This way. Why are you so interested in this case, Andrews? I have a right to get revenge, haven't I? Here's the outside door. Oh, I see Fitz is on the job. The ship is over here. Hurry, Miss Delroy. Fitz is a very capable officer. He's been trying at times, but very reliable. He's evidently going with us. I see he has a helmet and goggles. Can you take him? I'd like to have him come along if possible. Sure, the ship's licensed for four. It'll be easy. Nice work, Fitz. How's the gas and oil? Okay, I just finished checking them. Good. Climb in here and we're off. I'll give you a hand, Miss Delroy. All set? Get that belt for Miss Delroy, Fitz. All clear over there, Sergeant? All clear. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it won't be long now. 
There's the Sentinel Hill beacon to your left. Oh, I do hope nothing has happened to Jimmy. Oh, he'll be all right, ma'am. He's okay up there. Hey, what's wrong with the motor? It's stopping it. Hey, Andrews, what's wrong? Gas line broken. Gas is flying all over the ship. We'll have to try a landing. Not here, you won't. Look at those mountains. You'll never make it. We can't stay up. We've got to try it. We're not down yet. Get back to the door, Miss Delroy. Fitz, come back here. What are you going to do? Get back in the ship, Fitz. Nothing doing. We wouldn't have a ghost of a chance when we hit that mountain. Don't jump, Fitz. Don't jump. Jump. Huh. I'm going down under that wing and pick that feed line. Welcome back. Well, listening to part 10 was interesting. I I have to admit I was a little bit disappointed because I expected by the end of that episode to better understand the mystery, and I'm not certain that I do. However, it did uh, clarify some things because uh, when you just start with part 11, Lewis is just there. He wasn't introduced, and you've just got to trust, okay, I think the narrator's telling me the truth about him and what we've learned about him so far. And, of course, we did uh, get to hear Jimmy Gifford take off in the airplane. The one thing that I found myself curious about in Part 11, and I don't know if I noticed it the first time through, is when did Irene Delroy get a chance to go down to the bank and deposit uh, any information she had in a safe deposit box? Because I don't think she sent a messenger, and that's not really how safe deposit boxes work anyway. 
the cliffhangers in these episodes have been really good. I thought, you know, part 10 was a good revelation to go to the theme music uh, on. And then part 11, that is uh, such a great cliffhanger. Definitely leaves you eager to find out what's going to happen next. Well, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to James, Patreon supporter since May of 2017, currently supporting us at the Master Detective level of $15 or more per month. Again, thank you so much for your support. Join us back here tomorrow for the exciting conclusion to the airmail mystery. Then next week uh, will be my vacation week for summer, and we'll have a great encore uh, program for you. And then in two weeks, the immortal detective Dick Tracy joins our lineup. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>